This podcast is not meant to be professional advice of any kind. It's meant to be informative and entertaining. If you make any changes to your life, see the appropriate professional before you do so. Hello and welcome to SuperAge. My name is David Harry Stewart. I'm the founder of Aegist. At SuperAge, we help you live better and become the best version of yourself. And who doesn't want a SuperAge? Welcome to episode 66 of the SuperAge podcast. This will be dropping on January the 19th, 2022. It's great to have you with us. And first of all, a shout out to everybody who's been leaving ratings and comments on the platforms that they listen to this on. It's it's just, it's wonderful. And thank you so much for sharing this with your friends because we don't really promote the podcast. And the only way that people find out about this is you guys are telling your friends about it and we're growing a lot. Um, so I'm humbled by that. It is great to be on this journey with you, the super age journey of health and wellness, living the best lives we can for as long as we can. This week on the show, we've got Dr. Kian Vu. And I met Ken about a year ago when I was invited to join a group of guys. And Ken and I have been friends ever since. Um, Ken's a, a well-known concierge longevity performance doctor in Los Angeles. And I, I bring up how I met Ken as just sort of a plug for being a joiner. Um, you know, don't be a lurker. Uh, you know, what I found is the older I get, the more apt I am to say, yes to whatever people are inviting me to because you just never know like i I had no idea i was going to meet ken and you know i met a whole bunch of other interesting people so you know one of the tendencies of us as we get a little older is to say no like oh i'm busy or i've done whatever this thing is before and it wasn't good so i don't want to do it again but you you know you just never know and if you're going to be a super ager you need to keep expanding your life. And expanding your life means expanding the number of people you know and the quality of those people. So Ken's one of them. We're going to get with Ken in just a moment. Ken's going to hip us up about all things peptides. A lot of you have been asking me about peptides. I, I mean, I don't quite know what they are or what they do, but Ken does. That's his world. So we're going to get with him in just a second after a quick word from our sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is a platform like no other. It helps us optimize our health and our performance out in the world. Did you know if you get a physical these days, the standard operating procedure for most physicians is not to measure your vitamin D level. They just assume that you're deficient and that you should probably take, you know, the general, what they tell you is like 600 IUs of vitamin D every day. Now, I think a much better solution would be to use the Inside Tracker platform to monitor your critical biomarkers and let the platform suggest, should you supplement, should you not? How much should you supplement? Are there foods you should be eating? Should you change up your behavior in some way so as to optimize your inner health? I'm a big fan of the Inside Tracker platform. I use it. I recommend it to all of our friends. Go to insidetracker.com slash ages today. Save 25% on all of the products. Empower yourself with the knowledge of what's going on inside your body. Ken, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Great talking to you again. This is our, you know, we talk all the time, but this is the third <laughs> time on your podcast. And thank you for inviting me back again. Well, you are you are such an expert on the topic that we're going to talk about today, which is peptides. And 
Everybody wants to know about these. I don't know much about them. Uh, and firstly, I want to know, how is it that you got interested in peptides? Well, great question. Um, well, we probably talked in the very first podcast that I wasn't really a model of health and longevity um, a couple of years back. You know, five years ago, I was overweight. I was diabetic. I was on prescription medications and I was getting, you know, early stage disease of everybody that was ending up in my operating room table. And I knew that there's got to be a better way. And that way did not come um, in uh, conventional medicine. Conventional medicine told me I needed to take these medications for life and that over a course of time, I would probably need to increase the doses of those medications and then potentially even add on more medications as I get older. And I knew that there had to be a different paradigm. And so I looked for you know different things. And really at that point, I did a deep dive in epigenetics, in nutrition, in uh, ancient wisdom as it pertains to health and longevity. And what I then did was I applied all those techniques into my life and through lifestyle alone was able to reverse all those diseases. Now, in my research, I had also discovered this field of anti-aging regenerative medicine, as well as biohacking. And I said, what is this all about? And not only did the people in these fields, um, you know, took on ancient wisdom and knowing that lifestyle was really important, but this was really the cutting edge science that, you know, allowed people to perform better that has, you know, both natural products and supplemental products that, that actually helped extend life or to improve on performance. So once I reversed all of my conditions, I said, well, could I do more? Could I be better? And so I uh, got a fellowship in um, anti-aging uh, metabolic medicine um, uh, with the American Academy of Anti-Aging um, Medicine. Uh, I got board certified in that as well. And within that realm, within regenerative medicine and all this new anti-aging medicine is the world of peptides. And once I learned that there was this world out there, I started to not only become a guinea pig, but really got into the science of, of peptides. And wow, this is probably the future of medicine. A lot of my clients are on peptides itself and uh, the results that they, they've gotten the, the tremendous amount of um, health improvement as well as performance improvement, both mentally, physically, emotionally, and sexually, uh, people are, are just, you know, raving fans of, of peptides. So what is a peptide? Well, a peptide, you know, it sounds really strange, but a peptide really just means a small protein fragment. So proteins we know are the building blocks of life, right? Proteins make up, uh, you know, uh, are the architecture of our cells. Proteins make up hormones. Protein makes up signaling molecules. So our body is made up of proteins and our body communicates by way of proteins. So what are peptides? Peptides are only small, basically um, fragments of protein. So proteins are made up of amino acids, right? So you get a string of amino acids together, they'll fold into what's called a protein. A peptide is basically just uh, any amino acid sequence greater than three amino acids. So you string together a small, um, you know, amino acid sequence, then you have a peptide. So you just think of a peptide as being a small fragment of a protein. And the proteins are basically the building blocks of life. They basically control most everything that goes on in the body. Because that's what a peptide is. 
so it it sounds like there's a huge amount of peptides in your body besides the ones that we're talking about supplementing. Absolutely. So you know, you just imagine, um, you know, how many proteins there are in the body. So we have three over three hundred thousand plus peptides that are ha- you know that are in our body that are constantly being used. Probably even much much more than that. But you know, I remember one of the original scientists saying that there's greater than three hundred thousand peptides that are naturally occurring in our body. So they are constantly, you know, um, facilitating in growth, in building, in signaling from cell to cell. So peptides do basically the gamut of everything. And so when people ask me, um, what do peptides do? I say, well, basically they do everything. (laughs) And so the peptides that are currently used in the anti-aging, regenerative and performance space are peptides that could uh, improve hormone balance. They are good for skin health, for gut health. Uh, there's peptides for immunity. There's peptides for gut healing. There's peptides for detoxification and immunity. There's peptides for sexual health. Um, and <laughs> that's a very popular peptide that, that I use in my clinic. It's so interesting. So now, how? what's the diagnostic process? Great question. So right now, some people are asking, well, is it because I'm deficient in peptides as I get older that that make them work? Well, the the answer is uh, yes and. Uh, As we age, uh, you know, I think in our last podcast, we talked about the nine hallmarks of aging. And unfortunately, as we age, we build up all these things that just make us not be able to utilize the things we have in our body. And we, we tend to lose things as we age. We tend to lose growth hormone. We, we tend to decrease in our sexual hormones and a lot of the protein function as well as the peptide function also decrease with age. But for a lot of the peptides that we're using today, it's not actually a, you know, um, uh, a exact deficiency in them that we are replacing, but it is actually um, re- replacing things that we're, we're also losing with age. Let me give you an example. For example, growth hormone. You know, a lot of people say growth hormone is the, you know, fountain of youth, right? We lose growth hormone as we age. Now, we will lose it quicker if our lifestyles are, are really crappy, right? Our growth hormones, you know, uh, takes, takes a dip. And then also naturally with age, we will also lose some growth hormone. A lot of peptides being used in the anti-aging and performance realm these days are actually not growth hormone itself, but actually... Uh, molecules that help facilitate your own body's production of growth hormone. They're called growth hormone analogs. So they might include CJC-1295, ipamorelin, tessamorelin, hexarelin. Uh, these are growth hormone analogs that if used in the body will make your body produce more growth hormone. So you asked about how do you test for it? Well, you can take um, a test, for example, that you can take in the blood is IGF-1. IGF-1 uh, stands for insulin-like growth factor one and is actually a, a surrogate for growth hormone. So growth hormone, when it's secreted by the pituitary, it goes to the liver. Your liver then secretes IGF-1. So one way to determine growth hormone deficiency is the test for IGF-1, right? And then there's also stimulation tests that you can do that I don't want to get into specifics on, but you can test for that. and you know, if you happen, you have a low IGF-1, or if you happen to, to test positive for a growth hormone deficiency, you can then probably use a peptide and then use IGF-1 as a surrogate to see if your peptide is working. So that's just one example of, of something you can test for. 
um, there's not necessarily something uh, across the board. Not every single peptide has a laboratory correlate that you could test for, but um, you know, a lot of the growth hormone analogs, for example, also help um, uh, insulin or a lot of the growth hormone analogs uh, could also help with like, you know, weight loss and things like that. So weight could be another correlate you could test for. Um, and then depending on what you're using that particular peptide for some peptides, you can test the surrogate for, but you're actually not testing for that peptide level itself. Gotcha. Um, what would be like a level of IGF one that you would, if you saw, you would say, Oh, this could, it, we could help you with this. Yeah. I would probably say optimal ranges anywhere from 250 to 400. Gotcha. And um, do you ever get, uh, like, I know sometimes um, you, you might get a patient who comes in and and they're like doing just fine in IGF-1 mm -hmm. and their hormone levels are fine, but they're like, I want to feel more awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I, I get that. You know, I get that quite a bit. And so the key is always to know that you are treating the um, treating the patient and the symptoms and not a laboratory value. And it's always good to, to keep in mind those, those um, uh, characteristics. In my clinic, I make sure I do a pretty um, thorough uh, symptom uh, 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 inventory. I do a very complete symptom inventory for them and see, see where they're at, see where they're improving. And then from there, you know, judge to see if the levels of peptides that we're seeing on the lab value is consistent with that. And that's what I use the, to, to base um, the treatment algorithm on. Gotcha. I guess where I'm going with that is some, you know, like um, bodybuilders like have been known to mm -hmm. uh, abuse human growth hormone and mm -hmm. testosterone and, and things like that. And, and, I'm just, Absolutely. I'm just and, and I think those are great questions. And, and here, here's the thing. I think, um, you know, anti-aging medicine is always an art. You have to take, you have, you have to, you know, I, I just did a talk at the A4M and I talked about the science of longevity and the art of living. Um, and I talk about all these technologies that we have to help, you know, improve performance and lifespan, but also it is living a quality life. And um, when you mention all of this, there is detriment when, when you try to push yourself too much. And as a physician in the anti-aging space, you have to kind of, you know, judge what is safe for the patient and what is not, because too much growth hormone can lead people to, you know, have, you know, issues of, you know, arthralgias, they can have edema and things like that. And people can get diabetic from too much growth hormone as well. Right, right. Um, super interesting. And so how to like, so say I come to you and um, my IGF-1 is low and I'm feeling, well, not myself, I could be stronger. Or, mm -hmm. And and how how do I take these? Do I, are they, do I eat them? Do I eject them? What, what happens? Okay, great question. So uh, peptides can be taken in multiple different fashions. There are some peptides that are, um, you know, that are, effic are efficacious if taken orally. BPC-157 or Body Protection Complex 157 is actually a peptide naturally um, secreted in gastric juice. And this particular peptide is great for healing. You know, some people say, oh, heal like Wolverine when you're, when you're taking BPC-157. Um, and, 
you know, I recommend BPC-157 for people post-surgery. I recommend BPC-157 for anybody who's doing a lot of strenuous muscle work that they need recovery. It's a great healing peptide. That one could be taken orally. That can one could also be taken as a trochee. So what's a trochee? A trochee is something that dissolves in your mouth and tongue um, that goes directly into your bloodstream uh, to bypass first pass from the liver. So that's another way of taking it. And most popularly, a lot of peptides are actually being injected. And most of them are being injected just under the skin. So it's a subcutaneous injection. Um, so, and then the last form that people might see peptides in is a nasal spray. Um, a nasal spray gets, you know, absorption in the nasal mucosa. Um, so a lot of the, um, the cognitive uh, peptides, it's like Solanc, like C-Max, uh, come in a nasal form. Uh, there's also a very popular sexual peptide, which we could talk about in a second, bromelanotide, or called it's called PT-141. That could be taken as a subcutaneous injection or a nasal form. And it basically acts on the central nervous system to increase sexual desire and you know, great erections for men. So to answer yeah. your question, what forms are they taking? They were taken orally. Um, uh, they could be taken sublingually. Uh, subcutaneously via injection and intranasally and each peptide some you know not all forms are available for every peptide it really depends on basically how they get metabolized in the gut you know so some are better than others yeah <laughs> as you're you're talking about the sexual performance peptide and nasal and i'm just thinking like like poppers like <laughs> remember that like i so i gotta ask like so What's the reaction time? Like, are these, do they build up over time or is it just like, oh, let's have, you know, let's have sex. And so I'm going to do this, you know, I'm going to push this up my nose right now. Uh, also, great question. Uh, for, for, the people, <laughs> for the people who are doing the growth hormone analogs like CJC's 1295, yeah. and things like that. Uh, what you'll notice in the first, you know, take one to two weeks to notice its first effects. And some people are basically saying, oh, my God, I'm starting to sleep a lot better um, mm. uh, on this. And they're they're noticing a little bit more energy. Once you mm. get into weeks four to eight, you'll start to notice more energy, more muscle mass, um, you know, more uh, alertness and all those anti-aging, you know, fountain of youth effects. People are starting to notice that more a little bit longer. So that one takes a little bit while to build. And, um, and, and, and that goes for that particular, uh, peptide class for the, uh, sexual, um, performance one, the PT 141 or bromelanotide, uh, that one, uh, mechanism of action anywhere from 30 minutes to two hours, uh, will, uh, people will notice that. And the great thing about that particular peptide is that people who have failed um, Viagra or Cialis or the, you know, the phosphodiesterase inhibitors, um, these are these are actually working for them quite well. So that's a very, very you know popular peptide for, for very obvious reasons. Uh, and typically when people are on that peptide, they could have potentially, you know, uh, you know, erections that are are pretty firm, probably for 24, potentially even 48 hours out. Not the entire time. It, it, <laughs> I was just thinking like, whoa, that sounds uncomfortable. <laughs> All right. No, it, yeah, you would, 
it could be uncomfortable if you, if you don't have a partner or a hand that's handy. Um, but it, it could be uncomfortable for, for some people that overdo it. I, I have people that call me up and say, Doc, how do I get this thing to stop? And I'm like, how much did you use? Uh, so it's very important that you follow the instructions <laughs> oh from your doctor. <laughs> okay. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go to the cognitive ones. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned CMAX and uh, Solanol. Did I get that right? Oh, Solank. So CMAX is S E M E. A-X, and Solank is S-E-L-A-N-K. And so both of those uh, peptides are, um, you know, uh, seem to have a nootropic effect. And mm-hmm. they also have an anti, or they have an anxiolytic effect as well. And there's another peptide called cerebral lysin that also some people call cerebral lysin miracle growth for the brain. Um, because it helps um, and have those nootropic effects and improve cognitive performance. Interesting. Is there data on this? I mean, that sounds like something that. Um, yeah, certainly. There's test, there, right? there are there's a plethora of data. A lot of the data uh, right now are basically uh, in animals. There are some peptides that have preliminary studies in uh, in in humans as well. So. Um, you know, the, the data is, is, is sparse, but people have been using peptides for a long time now. You know, in fact, you know, peptides were probably very first used in 37 BC. That's when we actually had King, you know, I forgot which King it was. It, it was, uh, I think either out in Egypt or something like that, where he got into an accident and he was bleeding profusely. And they actually used some snake venom that actually saved his life and stopped the bleeding. And it turns out in that venom was a peptide that actually caused uh, the blood to clot more, right? Mm. And so peptides have been used now for centuries. And you know there are peptides in snakes and scorpions and, and different types of animals. Like we also mentioned, uh, there are, you know again, there's a peptide for blood clotting, but there's also peptides for blood thinning. So some people that have blood you know, uh, you know, coagulation issues, there's a peptide made by leeches called, uh, hirudin, and that's actually a blood thinning type of peptide. And guess what? The first peptide discovered in humans is insulin. So insulin is a short chain, uh, um, or it's not a short chain, but is a string of amino acids strung together. And we know what insulin does, right? When the body notices blood sugar, um, spike in the blood, Insulin gets secreted and that causes that blood sugar to be, to enter the cells. And that's what insulin does, right? So insulin's a peptide. So, so peptides are, again, these naturally occurring things, um, but the peptides that are being made for anti-aging and performance use are basically just um, amino acids synthesized to mimic the, uh, the peptides that are actually already in your body. Um, let's circle back to the, new, the, the uh, nootropics. Yeah. So are, are, would you call these um, neuroprotective? Um, are they, how do they work? Are they increasing vascularity in the brain? What, how does this, what's going on there? Yeah, yeah. So they all work uh, in different mechanisms to, to light up some stuff um, in our brain. Now, the actual mechanism of action, only because I haven't used a lot of the, the uh, nootropic peptides in my clients, I'm, you know, it's fading on me, but uh, I can either give you a few links to put in your show notes so that uh, your guests can, can get that uh, information. Yeah, I've, anything to do with brain, I'm yeah. like, you know, I'm, it's always like super interesting. Um, <laughs> 
What are you seeing um, as far as the you know longevity effects? So counter um, cancer, um, you know, as a, as a like brain health, uh, in, you know, increasing vascularity, these sort of things. Uh, great question. They are great in the anti aging world, which is why you know peptides is a very you know um, you know emerging science in the anti aging field. Uh, you mentioned a, a few things like uh, angiogenesis, right? We've got a peptide called TB500 or thymosin beta-4, and that's a great healing peptide, but, you know, it's known for uh, increasing angiogenesis in the body. So, you know, I use TB500 for people uh, for improved immune system, people who have, you know, again, just gone out of surgery that needs a little bit boost in, in, in its healing effects. So that's one. We've got a peptide actually known for its longevity benefits, which is something called epitalon. Epitalon is actually a, um, you know, our pineal gland makes melatonin. It also makes something called uh, epi, uh, epitalamin, right? And, and that's that natural occurring peptide that's in the body. So epitalon is actually a peptide that actually mimics epitalamin. And when they did studies on this in animals and people who had gotten um, a protocol of epitalon in animals actually live longer. And it turns out that the epitalon actually helps uh, with DNA repair. And as we know, um, one of the nine hallmarks of aging is actually DNA damage. So what it does is actually promotes uh, DNA repair and helps preserve telomere length. So epitalon is actually a longevity peptide that I actually cycle through um, a lot of my longevity clients. Uh, so that's that's something that that's pretty exciting. And you mentioned, you know, some of these other things. There are peptides that help your own body again uh, increase levels of growth hormones, which we talked about. There's also peptides that help our body increase um, some of our sex hormones as well. There's a peptide called kispeptin that actually works on um, you know, our male gonads to actually increase testosterone in our body. And we know that um, you know having healthier levels of growth hormone and sex hormones tend to have a longevity benefit as well. And are there any dangers? Um, you know, things growing that we don't want to grow? Yeah. Well, great question. So a lot of people do fear this. And, and, you know, when people started supplementing with growth hormone, the fear is always, you know, if you give too much growth hormone, um, you can potentially cause cancers to grow. I mean, there are people that have, um, you know, uh, growth hormone defect in their body that causes their, their, their growth hormones to, to grow a lot. And then those people end up getting very tall. They, they, they get these jaw-like features that are very, very prominent, things like that. Um, and so anybody with any active cancer, we don't recommend people um, going on growth hormone analogs for, the, for that particular reason. However, we have been really no known cases of, of any cancers uh, with, with people um, you know taking these growth hormone analogs. And this is the great thing about doing these peptides is it's not causing your body to overshoot the, the amount of growth hormone that you're naturally, you know, or, or that your, that your body has, it's causing your body to actually stimulate your pituitary gland mm. to create more growth hormone. Whereas if you take it exogenously, um, uh, you could run into issues of like growth hormone overdose, uh, so to speak. Oh, but I would like to say that basically because 
a lot of these peptides mimic things that are already naturally occurring in your body. Uh, there are very few adverse side effects. What we'll notice mostly is people might have a little bit of flushing with injections, or they might develop an allergic reaction, but very few people have noticed like um, significant uh, side effects. Now, there might be a few small side effects that people should know about with each particular peptide. For example, since you know the, the sexual peptide is so popular, people <laughs> also need to know that if you have a history of high blood pressure, it could tend to raise your blood pressure a little bit um, uh, while it's active. And then each individual peptide has its own little nuance, very small side effect profile that's there, but it's important uh, that you go to a physician that understands those side effect profiles. That's right. Which brings me to um, how are you monitoring uh, your patients? Like how often someone comes in, um, you uh, prescribe a a peptide uh, protocol of some kind, and then how often do you like to, to have them come back and make sure... It sounds fairly safe, but I'm, I'm guessing you want to like keep keep track of what's going on. Absolutely, um, you know each physician has their own uh, protocol. Um, when a client signs up for our performance and longevity program, uh, for the first two months, I am monitoring their symptoms every single week. We're we're talking with each other because it's not just the program, like we mentioned before. There's also the lifestyle. So getting their mindset right as to how they're living their life and how they're showing up every day, and so. Not only is that a way for me to monitor their symptoms, but also incorporating um, lifestyle habits that will lead to longevity and and the other results that they want. So I meet with them every week for the first two months or so. And then thereafter, we're probably doing labs every quarter. Um, Mm -hmm. And when they get to a place where it seems like we're on a protocol that's that's pretty stable for them, then we'll increase basically checking labs um, every six months. But because it's always data-driven and always responsive to how somebody's responding. I don't like to wait longer than six months to have people's labs rechecked and, and their symptoms rechecked as well. Are there, are there other labs that you'd be looking at besides IGF-1? Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of people are, you know, who are, who've come in to see me, not only do they want their, um, you know, benefits to have more energy and things like that, they're probably, you know, uh, looking to lose a little bit of weight. And a lot of people are coming in, they're, metabolic, their metabolism is just kind of screwed up. So a lot of people are coming in, Mm. they are either insulin resistant or already pre-diabetic or diabetic. Mm. And Mm. so, um, you know, I have them on a regimen where that's something that I look for. So I'm checking out their fasting insulin. I'm looking at their hemoglobin A1C levels. And very quickly, I'm able to reverse those those numbers very, very quickly as well. Uh, What other things are we looking at? Um, You know, we're we're looking... uh, you know, like I said, for some things you don't uh, quite, uh, you know, monitor like the PT 141. It's not like there's the deficiency that's there. What I want people to know is go to a doctor that understands sexual function as a whole. They're not, you know, that you're not just going up to them and say, I want better sex and they give you a pill, but you know, the whole sexual performance is intimacy. And are they asking you questions about your nervous system? Are they asking, you know, questions about the amount of stress or sleep that you're getting and your overall health as well? Um, And again, there's no level of PT-141 in your labs to check, but it's important to know all those other factors that contribute to sexual health. And it's a very easy test to know whether the PT-141 is working or not, at least for men. Right, exactly. Um, 
<laughs> this is fascinating. Um, so Ken, what, what else do you got going on? You've got a, you've got a class coming up, right? Yeah. So we are launching our Thrive State Accelerator. So people could check that out on my website. It's kienvu.com slash accelerator. Now I mentioned to you before, I am in the anti-aging space. And so I love devices. I love biohacking. I love all this hormone optimization and peptides. Um, you know, but it's also, you know, they can be quite costly. It's not actually for, you know, everybody um, because the peptides can tend to be pretty expensive. They'll cost anywhere from, you know, a couple, couple hundred dollars per peptide per month. Um, so I, I know that, that that limits access. But what I want people to understand is the core of any longevity or health program basically, you know, begins with your lifestyle. You know, I talk about my book, Thrive State. It is the habits we have in seven areas of our life that dictate basically whether we have optimal health and the performance we want, or we are in the stress state. And to remind people what they are, they are sleep, nutrition, movement, stress, and emotional mastery, relationships, our thought and mindset, and a sense of purpose. And what the Thrive State Accelerator, that online home course has, is I go through all those seven things. I teach people about habits, how to create habits, and how to get rid of habits that are bad for you. And remember, basically, every result we want in our life is a lagging indicator of our habits. If I take a look at somebody and they tend to be overweight and tired, I know they don't have good health habits. If you look at somebody's bank account and you see that you know there's not much money there, I could tell you that their financial habits aren't very good. So our habits basically dictate the results that we want in our life. And that's basically what that course is for. And, and people could accelerate having optimal health, longevity, and peak performance by mastering those habits. So that's the Thrive State Accelerator. And I want to do something special for the people listening to the podcast. So if you use the coupon code PODCAST25, you'll get 25% off. Oh, that's great. Thanks, man. Yeah, you got that's it, brother. <laughs> um. What else do we, uh, what do we want to talk about here? I, I just, um, is there anything else that we want to tell people about peptides? Well, uh, yes, we do. Uh, there are peptides being uh, sold on the internet. Um, you know, so I just say, be wary of those peptides. You know, some peptides are coming in from China and they get dope with stuff. Um, and so there's a lot of, black market peptides going on right now. So be aware of them. It's great for you to just go to a, you know, functional medicine or integrative uh, type medicine doctor who's been trained in anti-aging or longevity science so that they could fully understand. And they probably have resources to, um, you know, there's very few compounding pharmacies that actually, you know, do it sterile and so that they're safe to inject. And so, you know, try to find a physician that has access to that and get you the, the right peptides from good sources, because, um, you never know, you know, on the internet, you know, the type of quality of peptides that, that there are out there. There are probably a few sources that, that are probably okay, but always, you know, make sure you speak with a physician, uh, to know where you're, where they're getting their stuff. Hey, see, you just uh, brought something up for me Yeah, that, uh, one of the huge questions people ask me is finding like finding a physician is not the easiest thing for most people is, you yeah. know, somebody who's a, who's trained, um, in anti-aging and, you know, functional medicine, integrative medicine. How, how do you source somebody like that? Great question. So there are two sources that I recommend, um, uh, people go to, there are physicians trained either, uh, with the international, you know, international society of functional medicine. So that's the I 
IFM. So if you go to IFM.org, you can go to the, uh, find a, uh, a practitioner and, and check them out. And the other um, you know, uh, reputable agency is the A4M. If you go to A4M.com, that's the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. That's where I was fellowship trained and where I got my board uh, certification. You can look up um, doctors in, in, in that in, in that area as well. So those are two great resources. You could go find a doctor and find one that that is um, either doing it telemedicine like myself or one that's closer to you um, that's living in your in, in, in your home state and city. Uh, let me back that up. So yeah. uh, I don't have to live in Los Angeles to see you. Is that right? Oh yeah, absolutely not. We are, you know, uh, credentialed in you know several states, and if not, we find a partner or four people. But um, you know, I actually work with a, most of my clients now. My brick and mortar is actually closed. I work with a lot of my clients uh, via telemedicine now. That's fascinating. I just on a, on a practical matter, does that mean you have to be like board certification is state by state, right? So do you have to be certified in these other states? Is that how that works? No. So you become board certified and that's actually a national certification. So, you know, I'm board certified uh -huh. in diagnostic radiology, interventional radiology, and anti-aging regenerative medicine. That is a, a national certification. A national. Then you okay. have to be licensed in licensed, a state yes. you want to practice in that state. So you'll, you'll need to have certain licenses um, in different states if you want to practice in that state. Ah, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know that much about your field. I'm learning. <laughs> um, all right. So we're going to put all this stuff um, in the show notes. Um, and we're going to put in your, uh, your social and uh, the way to contact you should somebody want to see you. Um, it is always just such a joy. I love your spirit, Ken. You're just, I always feel better. I feel, not that I feel bad all the time, but if I talk <laughs> to you, I feel better afterwards. Well, I think that's really our natural state. And it, you know, I, I, I practice a lot of, you know, the things I preach and if we can control our emotional states and, and, and how we show up in the world every day, no matter what's happening outside, no matter if somebody's yelling at us to keep our mask on or somebody cutting us off in the freeway, if we can control that state, that state controls our biology as well. So I know that if I'm happy, if I'm feeling good, I'm telling myself, hey, we've, we've got a lot we need to accomplish, um, you know, and it produces those anti-aging hormones and molecules. Whereas if, if I am stressed out about my day and I think that, you know, there's, you know, and, and I treat the world as if, you know, there's a saber tooth tiger behind me by reacting towards, you know, very little things then I know I cause my body to be in a stress state and to increase inflammation in my body as well. So it's, it's a practice that, um, that I use to, to always push myself and remind myself how lucky I am every moment uh, it is now and, and super. And why am I glowing? I, I get to talk to David Stewart. Who, who, who wouldn't be glowing, right? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> thank you. Um, it's not going to get any better than that. So I'm going <laughs> to let you go. <laughs> thank you for your time. As always, super informative, Ken. All right. Thanks for having me, David. Take care. Right, Bye now. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the show today. It is great to have you with us. Dr. Vu just was a fountain of information there. So we've got some extensive information in the show notes. Um, he was so kind to give us 25% uh, off on his Thrive State Accelerator program. There are links in there on how to find a doctor 
who practices similar to what Dr. Vu does in other parts of the world. Um, or if you want to contact Dr. Vu directly, um, there's lots of links to do that. Great guy. Um, please, if you can, tell the rest of the world about this podcast. Ask your friends to join us here. And if you haven't already, hey, maybe leave us a rating. Leave us a comment. If you want to contact me directly, David, superage.com. I answer all of my emails directly and personally. Look forward to hearing from you. And next week, we've, we have a very high-energy person with us. So um, I'm going to keep that as a secret for a moment <laughs> and uh, let you all wait till next week. Everybody, have a wonderful week. We'll see you then. Take care.